Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be inappropriate. And the score! He's done it! He's done it! Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello, welcome to Behind the Limelight, the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders, thanks to OAC Digital. Round 11 sees the Raiders travel to Dubbo to take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs in our final regional match of the year. Ben is out this week, so joining me is Lauren Pritchard. Hey, Rosie. And Raiders assistant coach, Angie McFadden. Hey, girls. Let's go around the horn. Before we speak about the win over the Sharks last weekend, um, let's go around the horn and chat a bit about what's going in and on in and around the club. Cappy, we had a surprising debut on the weekend with Zach Wolford becoming Raider 383. Can you tell us a bit about how that all unfolded? Yeah, look, it was a little bit left of field. It only probably um, transpired about a month ago, um, obviously with the uh, injuries with our uh, hookers. Um, you know, there was a need to probably get some, some backup there and, and so, um, Zach became available. And um, yeah, look, it's been a pretty whirlwind little period for Zach and um, he did a great job on the weekend and it's um, yeah, it's pretty nice. I'm not sure it's only the second father-son combination to play for the Raiders, so um, that's pretty special. He had a pretty awesome game. He had two try assists for the Puffer try and the Schneids try. Um, something I couldn't get over is his similarity to his dad. Can You, you played with um, Simon. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, I must admit, I, I turn around sometimes and have some bla- bad flashbacks from... Uh, when Simon used to blow up, blow up at me or whatever, but yeah, the the uh, resemblance is yeah, it's unbelievable. It's uh, they sound the same, all their mannerisms are the same. They they pretty much play the same too. So it uh, yeah, it's the apple doesn't fall far from the tree there. It's also a big milestone game for this weekend for Josh Papali'i, who's set to play game number two fifty. It's such a great achievement. Uh, what does he mean to the club? Yeah, look, I was I was here when. When Josh came through as a junior, when he was playing SG ball, and it was it was pretty obvious back then that he was going to be something special. Like usually, when you're a coach, you, you can sort of tell the tell the ones that are going to play first grade. But there was just something about him. He he came through at the same time as Jack Whiten, and um, you know both of them were exceptional talents. And it's it's great that both of those guys are still here. And um, yeah, no, he means a lot to the club. Uh, you know, he's pretty much the heart and soul of this this organisation at the moment, and what he's done for the club over the years. He'll go down, you know, I'm sure, in the in the future Hall of Famers, and um, yeah, no, hopefully we can get a good win for him this weekend. He's only the third player to reach 250 games at the Raiders, which is a pretty pretty incredible achievement behind Jason Croker and Jared Croker. That's it's just huge, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it's huge for a front rower too, and um, you know, he's he's not the lightest front rower. He's you know, he carries a fair bit around and um, he does it pretty well. And, um, you yeah, know, as you said, it's a big achievement. And to do it at one club, particularly this club, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I've had an association with for a long time and, um, you know, he deserves all the accolades. Heading off to Dubbo this weekend to take on the Rabbitohs. We've only played, I think, believe only a trial game there before. So first NRL um, regular season game. Laura, it'll be exciting to see um, the Dubbo people out and about and celebrating. Yeah, it'd be great to see the team head out to Dubbo on Sunday. It's our third regional game this year and the last one as well behind, after our Wagga game and our Mudgee game. And, um, yeah, it'd just be great to see that Dubbo community. Are you coming up this weekend? No, I'm not. <laughs> well, you're not doing the drive like we did last time to Mudgee? No? <laughs> Sorry about that. No, yeah. charter plane, I believe, this week. So, oh. Oh, Thank God for that. <laughs> 
Raiders 30 defeat Sharks 10 um, up in Brisbane for Magic Ground on Sunday afternoon. Lauren, it was a very impressive win um, up there and that first half particularly um, holding the Sharks to zero. They did a great job at for the whole game, but that first half was great. We scored three tries and a penalty goal to lead 20-0 at half time, and our defence was incredible as well. The Sharks had lots of possession and we defended our line a lot, so it was great to see such a good 80-minute performance from the team. Three sin bins in that match. We were down to 11 men at one stage, but such strong defence to keep um, the Sharks at bay. Cappy, must be pleased with how the way the team responded in that situation. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. It was obviously very spirited, and you know that's what um, this team's you know, hopefully going to keep repeating in future because that's what you know that 19 and 20 year teams um, that was what it was built on that resilience so ironically we 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 had a training session during the week and um, it ended up being a little bit long so we cut some some of our scenarios out and one of the scenarios we cut out was defending with 11 and 12 men so uh, fortunately we were able to still execute it on the weekend. That was going to be my next question. How much do you prepare for something like that? I know it's a quite an odd situation, but um, does it pop up often at training? I think with, with how the, the referees um, are a little bit more free-flowing with the way they give 10 in the bin these days and the bunker and whatnot, I think you have to practice that sort of scenario. So it's, it's certainly something we've done in the past. We didn't do it last week, but yeah, we do it frequently enough that the players, you know, they should know how to, how to um, uh, perform in that sort of situation. So in that second half as well, just absorbing the pressure and um, and then Hudson and, and Brad Schneid's going over um, for a try each. Uh, was, it was great to see. It was nice to relax for that last five minutes, wasn't it? Um, you know, because the rest of the game, it was obviously could have gone either way. Um, but fortunately, yeah, it was, a, it was a good win and, you know, we, that's two in a row for us. If we can, you know, keep the ball rolling, then uh, momentum is very important. We'll wrap that one up now and move on um, to chat a bit more with Andrew McFadden. You're listening to Behind the Limelight, thanks to OAC Digital. Before we preview this week's game, it's time to find out a bit more from our special guest, Andrew McFadden. Um, how are you finding the season so far from a coaching perspective, Cappy? It's been good for the last two weeks. Um, yeah, look, it's it's been a challenging year. You know, we, we uh, you know, had lots of um, high expectations about how a season was going to go and then... We had a couple of key injuries hit us very early. We lost Jamal Fogarty before the season started and then we lost you know, Josh Hodgson in round round one. So it kind of, you know, it all got flipped upside down very quickly and um, some young guys got opportunities and, you know, um, we, we started okay. We obviously won two of our first three games, but, you know, we, we had a bit of a tough tough trip there with those five losses, um, you know, and, and some young guys found out a fair bit about what, what it takes to play first grade and they've done a great job, I must admit, and... Um, but it'll be nice to get some experience back in the, the next few weeks. Who has impressed you so far this season? Oh, look, there's, you can't, um, you know, gloss over how, how important Brad Snyder's been to our season. Um, he's a young kid and, you know, he's played very little football over the last two years as well with, with COVID. So um, for him to step into first grade, pretty much debut and, and play 12 games or 10 games straight, um, it's been a massive effort from him and, you know, he's, he's performed at a, a pretty good level, but he'll learn a lot from it. But, um, yeah, he's been very impressive. There's lots of young guys uh, knocking on the door for positions in that NRL squad. It's a good problem to have, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. Um, you know, the, the more competition you have, you know, the I guess the more edge you can have as a, as a group, and um, it's pretty good. So, you know, having bringing Zach in and him performing well on the weekend, all the young outside backs who've got their opportunities and now our halves. So, 
um, yeah, look, it's it's exciting. It's also good to have New South Wales Cup um, back because we missed last year, obviously, because of COVID. So it's great to, that those boys can have some more game time each week. That's right. A, a lot of those young young um, players haven't had much football at all and it's um, it's been pretty challenging for them because, you know, that's what they live to do, to play footy and on the weekends. But, um, you know, they've been terrific. They've, they've, they've still developed as individuals, which is nice a nice sort of thing we can say in terms of our environment here. But... Um, yeah, they always want to get out in the field and, and get into the rough stuff. We've had a couple of new additions to the football department this year with Jeremy Hickmans and Blake Duncan as well as Mick Crawley as another assistant coach. How have you found them coming into the group? Yeah, look, I think, you know, in terms of the high-performance staff, Jeremy Hickman and, and Blake Duncan, you know, they've, they've brought a, a new energy and there's, there's certainly um, the players um, really sort of thrived off that in the pre-season, you know, Love Nigel Ashley Jones. He did a great job for nine years. It's a long time to stay in a club, but you know sometimes that changes as good as a holiday, and it certainly was for for this playing group. And um, and Mick Crawley, you know he's a, he's an old head. He's been around for a long time, and he's been at the club before. And you know he certainly added a different um, you know dynamic to our coaching staff than one that we needed. And how do you think the players have responded to the changes this year? Yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> You'd have to say that, um, you know, with performances on the field, it's been a bit of a challenge, but I think that's been more of a, a circumstantial thing. Like I said earlier, with the, you know, with the inexperience in our in key positions at times. So, um, but yeah, I think they've responded really well to, to those those new staff members and, and, and the whole environment. And, and to be honest with you, even though, you know, we've had some challenging um, periods, you know, we've always got to the sideline with excitement and always started well. So, um, yeah, it's just a matter of putting in those 80 minutes performances in and hopefully we're getting closer. We had the 40th anniversary gala dinner last week. How good was it for you to be able to catch up with some old teammates and friends? Yeah, what a night. Um, that was unbelievable. The club did a great job. Um, I know you girls were a part of that. Um, it's uh, Yeah, it was a very special night. It was a very emotional night um, and one that I... I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's probably the best presentation dinner or, or night that I've ever been to. So, um, yeah, it was wonderful. I certainly um, yeah, paid for it the next day, but I think most of us did. <laughs> it's just so wonderful to hear all the old stories and stuff from all the old captains and coaches and everyone and, and have the Hall of Fame inductees um, as well. I think that was probably what was so special about it. I think the, all, the, all the speakers, anyone who gave a speech, it was, uh, it was really... I guess it was emotional, it was connected to the Canberra, it wasn't, yeah, it was, it was just something, it felt like you're almost just in a, in a, in a room with mates and um, it was a great vibe and yeah, it was a fantastic night. Was there anyone in particular who you liked to catch up with the most? Um, yeah, look, I, I managed to catch Tim Sheens at, um, at the end of the night after he arrived and, and yeah, I, that, that guy, he's as sharp as a attack still and um you know you ask him some footy questions and you know he I don't know, he's just over 70 and he looks he looks about 50 he looks about my age so <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm giving myself a rap or bagging him <laughs> but um yeah look he he was just fantastic he's yeah he's great to talk to Round 11 sees the Raiders up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs at Apex Oval in Dubbo in our final regional match of the year Cappy how do you find going out to the regional games yeah, I really enjoy them. Um, you know, that's that's what I remember, um, particularly from the Raiders, is is all the you know the the players that we used to draw on from the you know these regional areas like Dubbo, like Griffith, like Wagga, like Young, Junee, 
you know, this is uh, this is like it feels like our heartland. So every time we go out there, it's um, I really enjoy it, and it's great. It's great that we've done a lot of that this year. Jack Whiten set to return to the team, having served his two-week suspension. Loz, he's such a big inclusion um, heading into a South match. He's a huge inclusion and knowing Jack, he'll be very excited to get back out there. He just adds so much experience and just energy to this team and I'm yeah, really looking forward to seeing him back. It also changes up our halves combination with Matt Frawley to now go into the halfback position after a couple of really good games at 5-8, so I'm excited to see him in that role. Yeah, you mentioned Frawley and also Zach Wolford's been rewarded with a um, starting hooker spot as well this weekend. It's nice to see those guys being rewarded for their performances. Yeah, that's right. And that's that's taking nothing away from Brad Snyder as well. He's done a terrific job. He probably just needs a little bit of a rest and it's it's great that we've got Jacko in. Jacko's been playing probably some of the most inspirational footy I've seen him play since I've been here. And um, although the team hasn't got, been getting the results, um, you know, he's been certainly playing well in those teams, but um, it's great to have him back. And, and as you said, it's a good reward for those those two, um, two other guys. South uh, will be without Cam Murray and Latrell Mitchell, but still have many dangers across the park, don't they, Loz? Yeah, so much so from number one through to 17. They're just a really strong team. And yeah, we can't take them too lightly at all. They had a win over the Warriors last week, scored plenty of points um, in the first half. What have you looked at in the lead up to that match? Yeah, look... Um, you know, we, we obviously do our homework on opposition teams and, and um, South have got some real strengths, as you said. Um, you know, their forward pack is probably their big danger and there's a couple of uh, crafty young halves on the back of that with Cook and, and Walker and the, and the two young guys. So, yeah, look, we just got to um, pretty much focus on what we do well. We've probably That's probably been, the, the I guess, the key for us in the last couple of weeks is just getting our game right and when that get that right um, everything else takes, takes care of itself so you know we'll focus more on ourselves but we'll, we'll have a quiet look we're going to wrap it up now with our podcast predictions and take a look back at what we did for um, the Sharks game last week Ben had a Kotrick try which um, didn't happen unfortunately Lauren picked a Seb Chris try which did happen so one point for Lauren and me <laughs> Um, and then Nick Kotrick was our special guest and he picked a chance Nick Cook star try, which didn't happen um, is as well. Lauren, what have we got this week? This week I'm going to go with a Jack White and try on return. And Cappy? I'm going to go really left of centre here and say that at some point during the match, Ricky will blow up. It's <laughs> a good one. It's a good one. And I'm going to go a Josh Papali'i try in his 250th game against Souths. Andrew McFadden, thank you very much for joining us this week. It was great to have you on and good luck against the Rabbitohs this weekend. Thanks a lot, Rosie. And Lauren, thank you to you too. Thanks, Rosie. Thank you for tuning in to Behind the Limelight. Thanks to OAC Digital. We'll see you next week.